Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida, and brought to you by Tico People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy. In this episode, Orlando Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Sean McCrory talks tourism and growth with Visit Orlando President and CEO Cassandra Mate. Thank you, Cassandra, for joining us today. You just marked your two-year anniversary as president and CEO of Visit Orlando, working through some of the most trying years for the tourism industry. What were some of the biggest challenges and successes for you over these past two years? Well, first of all, thank you for having me part of this conversation today. When I do look back at the last two years, we've definitely accomplished a lot from a Visit Orlando perspective, as well as we really are seeing a lot of recovery in the travel industry. But when I first joined Visit Orlando, I really set three key priorities in discovery, recovery, and partnerships. In discovery, not only for me to learn what all of Central Florida offers for our visitors, but really forge new connections, right? Listening and identifying areas of opportunity. Well, to your point, we were still doing a lot of things virtual. So a lot of the community leaders that I needed to meet, I was meeting virtually versus in person. So I'm kind of going back in my third year and revisiting with a lot of people that I met virtually. The other aspect of the challenge, there's so much that the destination offers, right? And why is that a challenge? Because you would think that that would be a benefit, and it certainly is. But one of the things that just really shined is the fact that we have so much to do that when, whether it's that mom or that family or that girls group or the golf group are trying to plan, it can be a little intimidating. So we've been talking at Visit Orlando is how can we serve and make it less complicated to plan a vacation to Orlando? And then I will tell you, just as any businesses, our industry wasn't any different, but my second priority was recovery and really laser focused on full recovery, economic recovery as a destination was obviously our biggest challenge over the last two years. But my third priority has definitely helped us, which was creating and forging partnerships. And that was key collaboration um, for everyone's success. For example, we became a member and a stronger partner with Visit Florida or Brand USA. And we've also forged connections and partnerships with the OEP as an example. So looking in the community, of what could be key partnerships and initiatives to help with that full recovery. Well, looking at more recently, how many visitors did Orlando welcome last year and what are the projections for 2023? We actually are forecasting that we will be above pre-pandemic numbers. So for example, in pre-2019, which was our most visited year as far as visitation numbers, we were right at that 76 million. And we're anticipating exceeding that for 2022. We also looked at other key areas that we look at for kind of KPIs and metrics. 
And if you look at the performance as compared to 2019, 2022, um, we've exceeded a lot of those numbers. So for example, the Orlando International Airport reached 99% of 2019 levels in 22. Hotel demand was right at 100%. Um, we also look at meeting attendance and citywide where they will use the convention center in multiple hotels and citywide attendance reached 99% of pre-pandemic levels. And then we also look at our employment. And so the leisure hospitality employment in 22 reached 99% of pre-pandemic uh, levels. So those are all great signs that we are at full recovery from a travel standpoint. Yeah, those are really good signs. Um, looking at those, what are you seeing as the biggest factors in driving current visitation trends? I think looking back, at least at the last year and even the year before, it was great the fact that Florida was open, right? We were able to really hone in of being a safe destination with back then various protocols for people to visit. And I think that because we had experience and we've got those trusted brands that people know from around the world, we were a destination of choice. So we were open, we have lots to do. We have a lot of outdoor activities. I mean, all of our key theme parks, you can experience them from an outdoor experience. I think that led to it people have more savings than they've ever had before. And there was a lot of pent up demand. So I think all of that helped drive to the success. You know, one of the things you gotta follow the passenger, right? You gotta first be able to bring that visitor here. And, you know, our airport ended up being one of the busiest in the world in 21 and in 22. So there were a lot of route options for people to get here. And then there was a lot of things for people to do. And then of course, the variety of hotel offerings um, based on, you know, any budget, we can accommodate people. So I think overall, those were key factors in reaching the recovery levels that we have thus far. And what would you say is the pulse of our domestic traffic as it pertains to origins, spending, time spent, et cetera? So as far as our origin, you know, there's no doubt that we see a lot of visitation from the Northeast. In fact, we just wrapped up a warm weather campaign in New York where we activated areas and, and really reminded uh, the Northeast that, hey, it's beautiful, sunny and shiny right here in Orlando. So we look at it in two ways. We look at top Florida destinations because Floridians love Orlando as well. And then we look at top non-Florida origins destinations. So last year in 22, our top three destinations was Tampa, St. Pete, and number one, Miami, followed by uh, West Palm Beach. Non-Florida origins we saw number one from New York, number two, Atlanta, and number three, Philadelphia, then followed by uh, Chicago. Wow. And what about on the international side? Same question on the international side. Yeah. Travelers. So there's no doubt that we have key, and that probably is one of the markets. So when we look at 
travelers to Central Florida. We look at domestic, we look at meetings and conventions specifically, and then international. And the international traveler is so important because they tend to stay longer. They explore an entire region. And frankly, that adds to more economic benefit for our community. So it was a little bit slower to return. But what we saw in 22 is the UK was number one, Canada followed by Brazil and then Mexico as far as those top air arrivals. Well, you had mentioned earlier that we had approached 76 million visitors. Uh, Orlando has set a goal to reach 80 million visitors by 2024. Are we on pace? I think we are. Um, You know, it's really interesting because right now, I always say some of our data and research that's talking about the traveler sentiment is so strong. And even with this looming recession and inflation, people are still planning trips and planning on traveling. So I almost, it's almost a contradiction because if I look, you know, at years past, like in 2008, when the economy had such a low, you know, certainly there was an impact to travel and usually there is, but all signs are showing that travelers are going to maintain and want to travel in 23 and certainly in 24. So I think we've made great progress. And hopefully, you know, like I said, we're anticipating to be over that 76 million number and we'll know really where we are by the end of May. But, you know, part of our messaging is we also developed a three-year strategic plan that we launched in 22 to help guide our direction through 24 in achieving that goal of 80 million visitors. And, you know, part of it is we looked at our mission and we also tweaked our vision. And I think it's important because our vision at Visit Orlando is to be the most visited welcoming and inclusive travel destination in the world. And I think that's important because to be welcoming and inclusive, and we all know by living here, just how welcoming and inclusive our destination is. So you will also see in Visit Orlando messaging in segmented markets and key markets, messaging that really follows in to help us reach that vision. So, but I will tell you, you know, we cannot reach that goal, certainly in a vacuum. And so we've got to have those key partnerships, whether it's with OEP and we launched a joint campaign with them, which is unbelievably real this last year. And so really focused on activating that internationally, and domestically. Our help with uh, Brand USA, which is the Visit Orlando for the US and really focused on getting that international traveler back to the US and then followed with our partnership with Visit Florida, who helps us keep Florida top of mind. And then of course we come in and say, well, within Florida, Orlando is that destination of choice. Well, we had a lot of reporting in the OBJ and elsewhere about visa delays impacting international travel. What are you seeing as some of the headaches that are being experienced by our travelers to Orlando? 
That is definitely one as far as the travel visa delays through some of our key markets. I mean, there are first-time applicants that in some of our key markets that are waiting more than a year. Can you imagine, right, that you know that if you want to set a trip, you've got to plan it well over 400 days. Well, frankly, they have other choices where they can travel. Canada, as an example, can go to Cuba. They can choose a lot of other destinations. So on the world stage, our competition has just gotten greater in our key markets because we make it very difficult for them to be able to travel into the U.S. And so with this extraordinary delay of the visa view process, such as in Brazil, India, and Mexico, we are worried that they're going to choose different countries. So we're working through the U.S. Travel Association, and we are talking to the administration, as well as doing a grassroots effort and a campaign that if they wait, we lose, right? We lose economically. So we're trying to work with the administration to identify ways to cut those visa wait times down. So for example, that if they're not a first time, could we utilize technology and the virtual interviews to get those travelers that have previously been approved to be able to travel, as well as looking at the consulates. And and one of the issues is staffing. And so making sure that they have the budget and the staffing opportunities to get those interview times down. I'll give you an example. Before COVID, we were right at an average of 21 days. So it is doable. Um, So it's working with technology, working with getting staffing and budgets so that as a country, we can receive these wonderful travelers. Because what U.S. travel is estimating of a loss of $11.6 billion in spending based on the loss of these international travelers. Wow, that certainly sounds like a, a pretty uh, pretty significant uh, headache for folks to be experiencing. Yeah. Looking closer to home, how has the business community stepped up to help boost Orlando as a destination? I think the partnership with the Orlando Economic Partnership, OEP, on our new brand really speaks to support the local business community. You know, the fact that we now have one voice, one message that we can talk to both of our audiences, whether it's for the visitor or someone that's considering moving here or moving their company here, I think it's very important. As part of the creative development process and the production of the creative of Unbelievably Real, we worked with local businesses to capture imagery, capture stories that speak on our destination, including our business community, which I think in its own right, that's unbelievably real. So I think the other aspect is we continue to evolve our board of directors to make sure that we have the involvement from the local business community beyond our tourism focus entities, just so we have a diverse perspective and in different perspectives as we try to reach our goal of you know that 80 million visitors. So the local community is absolutely key I mean, we recently, last year, also did a residence study, sentiment study. We wanted to really understand 
does the community at large understand who Visit Orlando even is, as well as what we do? And actually the results of the study came back very favorably. They understood fundamentally that we are an organization and that we're a sales and marketing organization. So I think that is key. And we're planning on doing those resident sentiment studies, which include community leaders every other year. I've been talking about our three-year strategic plan and we also tapped into the business community to help build our overall strategic plan. Cassandra Mate joining us. Next, the impact of sports tourism on Orlando, when Florida Business Minds continues. People's Gas. Through its innovation and infrastructure investment, People's Gas has maintained safe and reliable delivery of natural gas to homes and businesses since 1895. More about People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy at floridasenergy.com. What about the state of sports tourism in Orlando? What are some of the major events we can look forward to? So no doubt, I you will hear me say throughout the community, travel is big business. And in that travel, sports tourism is absolutely key. When I think about, I mentioned one of my key priorities is recovery, right? Full economic recovery. Had it not been for sports tourism, we would not be where we are today. When I look back, we had the youth sports, youth volleyball, youth football, many different tournaments around our community that really helped build the overall success. And we still continue to grow as an exciting sports destination. We recently attended and hosted at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. You know, this is a high profile event that is seen by millions because of all the promotion, all the TV coverage. So that's another asset of what sports tourism does for our community. At Visit Orlando, we work very closely with Florida Citrus Sports and the Greater Orlando Sports Authority because it's so key. As far as upcoming events, um, this summer, uh, we're going to see once again the Florida Cup with major soccer teams. Uh, my understanding, we hope to have an announcement of what those international teams will be, um, but that was huge last summer. Also, Orlando will be the host city for the 2024 U.S. Olympic Team Trials Marathon. Those dates are set, and that'll be Saturday, February 3rd in downtown Orlando. And then, of course, as the fall football season comes to an end, we are always the center of a lot of bowl games in you know January. So that's always a fun time as well. So, you know, I think that what's great, we are a global destination and we definitely attract global international sports. And it's just advantageous for our economy as a whole. And then of course, we're home to the great Orlando Magic, as well as look at our soccer teams, Orlando City Soccer and Pride. So we have a lot to be proud of and a lot of activities around overall sports tourism. Well, one of the things that the uh, Orlando Business Journal has devoted a lot of uh, coverage to is the Brightline Sunrail expansion. And I just want to check with you to see what you think that will mean for travel connectivity and how will its completion make Orlando a more attractive destination? 
So I have told a lot of people that I think for 2023, that this could be one of the most single important developments that we are going to open for our destination. I think to be a top global destination, you have to have a solid transportation infrastructure. It is absolutely critical. And so investment in infrastructure obviously serves both visitors and residents alike. But this particular addition of Brightline, I think this is a new way for one of our largest Florida markets to visit our destination. So connecting Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm will make it much easier for people to get to Orlando, as well as I think it also opens up more options for visitors to Miami to extend their time in Florida and easily travel to Orlando. And then we are advantageous because of the Orlando International Airport But a lot of, you know, there are some international markets that fly into Miami. It it makes it much easier for them to get to Orlando. So we're very committed to working with our industry and community partners as they grow to move transportation developments forward and really excited about our future. But Brightline and SunRail expansion is absolutely key to our future success. And speaking of measures of success, it looks like the tourist development tax is bouncing back strong. What opportunities do you see with that funding source? I think that there's a lot of possibilities. And I think as a community, I think we've got a lot of decisions to make on major infrastructure, right? I'm sure you heard and saw that Mayor Demings just organized a TDT, a Tourism Development Tax Citizens Advisory Task Force, to really tackle, you know, what are some future uses that we want to do as a community? You know, from a standpoint of Visit Orlando, And before I got here, there was a lot of discussion around expanding and completing the Orange County Convention Center. So obviously at Visit Orlando, we would be a big proponent for that future because frankly, we've got several groups that are starting to outgrow our facility. And then there's also, you know, a lot of um, meetings out there that we're not able to host at this point. So, you know, we would like to see discussions around that. But I think, you know, in the bigger buckets as a community, we've got to discuss the convention center. We've got to discuss the future of our sports venues. It's no secret that recently we lost the bid for the World Cup. And there's other things that we've lost that we really need to look at if we want to be in that game and have these mega events, we're going to have to look at that. And then obviously, you know, from a Visit Orlando perspective, we always want Orlando to be top of mind internationally as well as domestically. So just that investment and that reinvestment in overall destination marketing and even identifying new markets. So one of the ways we were able to utilize TDT was new markets that really came up as interested, such as Texas. Texas centrally located could go to the uh, West Coast or East Coast. And we started seeing a lot more visitors. So really opening up investment in new markets to capture those new visitors. And finally, what makes you most excited about leading Visit Orlando going forward? 
Well, I hope my team could answer this in a real excited way. I think what I'm most excited about my role in What Visit Orlando is the why. What we do impacts our community. It impacts my neighbors. It impacts all of the residents of our community. And that is through, we support over 400,000 jobs in Central Florida. We generate $67 billion in annual economic impact to our community. Tourism generates $5.3 billion in state and local taxes. And that was only in 2021. And I'm sure that's grown. And I think why that's important, and you'll hear us often say, in Central Florida, over 50% of sales tax is collected or attributed by visitors. And why that's important is you've got to follow the dollars. They're going to our restaurants, they're shopping, they're dining, they're going to our arts and exploring our museums. All of that with sales tax goes back into general use, whether it's to our infrastructure of streets, whether it's to you know safety and security, whether it's to our schools and helping fund education. So I get most excited is the why and the impact that Visit Orlando makes on our community. Well, that is great. Cassandra, this has been a wonderful opportunity to talk with you. I appreciate you taking the time. The conversation, I think, shows why tourism and Visit Orlando is such an important part of the conversation. So thank you so very much. Thank you. Cassandra Mate joining us. Thank you for downloading Florida Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida and brought to you by Tico People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy. Oh,